you, Father, when, yeah, with all these things. Father, you've, you've been so present. Father, you've heard each person's heart cry this morning, Father. Whether it's been declared out loud or not, Father, that you've heard those and we choose trust. King Jesus, we choose to trust you as the one who rules and reigns who's invited us to follow you and in that you've told us that things will get tricky at times and things will be hard at times and there will be things that we lose along the way but Jesus you've you've offered us your kingdom you've offered us relationship with you you've offered to to make us right and to make us okay with you and you've offered us life and so we say we want to trust you We, we put our trust in you for that this morning Lord Jesus and therefore we put our trust in you for like Ro was speaking about a few weeks ago every strand every part of our lives every color that comes together We choose single-heartedness, Lord Jesus, because of the good Father, because you're worthy. Yeah, so we honour you, Jesus, as King, and we honour you, Jesus, as Lord. Give us courage, Father. Johnny and Lucy and Alison, guys, thank you so much uh, for just holding that space. Guys, we are roughly about five minutes. <laughs> we have said that we would try and, and uh, usually bring things to a little bit of a, a conclusion by uh, 11.30. So, um, yeah, that's always interesting when you're standing with a couple of pages of notes in front of you and... Father, where do you want us to go, if anywhere? And um, I, I think, you know, I, I just I just love when we can just take a little bit of a prolonged time like that in his presence. I think in many ways he may well have done um, all that he's wanted to do this morning. So I, I, I think we'll just, in a sense, just leave it there. We were going to be concluding... Um, in a way, the well, the Beatitudes, we were on, on the last one, and so we may pick that up because, um, guys, we just really, we just sense that we're, we're actually going to stay in this um, because if I can just take a few minutes maybe to say a couple of things. Um, I really wrestled over this this last um, Beatitude of, you know, blessed, uh, blessed are those who are persecuted. Um, for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And um, I thought, well, that's, in a sense, fairly straightforward. Um, actually, about 30 years ago, um, almost to the day, I was um, in the Soviet Union. It was about five months after uh, everything had collapsed there, that communism had fallen, and we took a team of, of people in to, to do some ministry there. And one of the things that um, has really stuck with me over the years was um, it, it was just really it, it was really life changing. I think um, getting to meet a, a pastor um, who had. Uh, he probably was in his 50s or so when we met him, and um, 
he told us a little bit about his story and he had basically been uh, taken uh, he was, as a young, fairly newly married guy um, pastoring a, a church and uh, knock at the door one day and the authorities were there to take him away and he spent the next 20 years in a, a, a like a labour camp, uh, was eventually released um, home, uh, went back to his family who had you know been without him for 20 years um, and about five years later the authorities came again for him and he spent the next 10 years um, in a labour camp, you know, 30 years. So I wrestled over it, you know, because, I, you know, I, I wouldn't even know how to begin and, you know, to really even start to try and unpack uh, a situation like that and what, what people around the world today are going through um, because of their decision to follow Jesus, because of their uh, decision to live from a place of righteousness of being in relationship um, with the Father. and um, But what struck me the most about him, I think, or, you know, outside of, like, that really uh, horrendous story in one way, was the absolute mercy and grace and compassion and gentleness and humility that this guy carried. Like, it was, the, it was probably one of the most humbling experiences I've ever met. He, he just oozed you know, the righteousness of Jesus. He had lived out. And um, so when I came to looking at this this week, it took me off on um, like a million directions. It's actually a really hard one to kind of unpack uh, quickly because of what righteousness is and what the kingdom of God is. They're like just two incredible things. And I just encourage you guys, you know, as we um, keep going forward, you know, to go away and really explore those for yourself, follow that, that sort of pathway of what God says. Um, because righteousness, when I looked it up just in a sort of general dictionary, a lot of it's got to do with sort of moral uprightness. Um, and, you know, it, it, in, a, in many ways it couldn't be farther from the truth. <laughs> or it's so narrow compared to what, what uh, the Father says about it. So um, we may pick this up again as a, you know, as a, um, on another week going forward. But what we have decided to do is to remain in the Sermon on the Mount. And um, so we are going to be going through five, six, and seven, however kind of long that takes. And, um, you know, just thinking about being persecuted in the sense when Jesus went through the Beatitudes, you know, there's some awesome stuff that different people have unpacked over the last few months about that. Um, and all of them are picking up on... Um, in a sense, that those that were listening to it in that day in front of Jesus would have understood because he was really retelling the whole uh, history, the whole story of, of God and his involvement with people um, and how at times it worked and they walked towards him and then other times they worked, walked right away from his kingdom. And he starts in Genesis trying to, you know, he establishes a kingdom. He says, you know, calls us... Um, and partners with us to to rule in that situation, to to work out what you know what needs to work, what isn't going to work, and and in a sense to work with him to define what's good for the world, what's good for the earth. You know that was that was where the sort of kingdom, in a sense, was first mentioned. And um, you know, but 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 we know it goes. You know, we we as humans um, decided to try and work out the good and the bad for ourselves outside 
of God and did a bit of a hostile takeover bid. And, and then you read the whole story where God is, is constantly, you know, re, Forming, trying to regather a people. Um, so, you know, they, the, the children of Israel, he, he calls Abraham, he says to Abraham, come follow me. And, and so, you know, over time, then the children of Israel end up in Egypt. And then there's Pharaoh, who also tries to establish his kingdom. But it's not, it's not the way of God. It's not the way of Jesus. And so the father has to do something about this. So he, 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 he brings the children of Israel out. And, and then he says, you know, I'm going to establish you. You know, that's what a king does. I'm going to establish my kingdom. And then I'm going to, you know, call you to live in the way of me as king and in the way that, that, that I call you to do as a, as a people. And so then we get the children of Israel walking that. But over and over, uh, the kings, you know, again, they choose their own kingdom ways, not the ways of, of the king. And, and so God just, you know, knows he's going to have to fix that. So when Jesus is sitting, um, talking to, to, to the crowds, to the disciples on, on the mountain, um, you know, and he's unpacking, he, he's basically taking them back through their own history, through their story, and showing them how he, he acted on their behalf, he saved them, he redeemed them, he stepped in, and he brought them into a place to make all things new again. Um, but that, that, they didn't stay with that. And so Jesus is saying here, you know, I've done all of that, okay, but now... In me, and so when we move into these last two beatitudes, all of a sudden, in a sense, his own name appears in them in a way that it hasn't up until this point. He says, "These things are going to happen to you because of me, because of who I am." And he's making a massive, like beyond massive, declaration. He's letting these people know this is your history, this is what you've understood of the kingdom, and I'm telling you here today that I'm the king. And I've come to set all things right. Like that's worth celebrating, right, guys? When we look back through those beatitudes, that's why he can say, blessed, 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 blessed. Because he's declaring at that moment, you know, there are going to be some really difficult things. There are, you, you know, there are people amongst you that are going to lose your lives. There are people who are going to be ousted from jobs. There's people when you're in school who are, who are going to be laughed at and bullied. Because you've chosen to live a life that follows the king. But he's, he, it's so big and beyond, I think. I'd really encourage you guys to go away and dwell in that. And because from that point on, he's going to take us through some pretty challenging stuff, right? If you've ever read Matthew 5, 6 and 7. <laughs> he's going to talk about all sorts of interesting things like money and sex and relationships and our enemies, but the only, you know, we have to understand as we grow together, guys, as a community, as we deepen into him, you know, why was that guy able to do those 30 years and hold true to his saviour and come out at the end of it, yes, broken in some ways, 30 years of not being with his family, talk about cost, talk about loss, but with the most beautiful spirit that I think I've ever encountered where he just looked like Jesus. And I think that comes, doesn't it, so often through the times that, that it's hard, through the persecution, be that from somebody, be it from our own thoughts. Do you know we can persecute ourselves pretty tough sometimes too? 
the lies that that we've sort of come our way over you know a long period of time there are so many forms of it and we can't go into it but what we do know is Jesus is inviting us into that same life and he is going to remain faithful and true but he's wanting to dig deep with us guys he's wanting to go deeper he's wanting to strengthen and strengthen and strengthen our roots in him and with one another so as those things come as we face those those challenges as we face persecution, as we face hardship, that we get to do it together and we can stand firm because because we know who our God is. You know, I often think about Daniel, you know, the guy was well positioned, God had, had gotten him into a place, he was really persecuted at points, but he was also promoted. And that's going to be our experience and journey as we go through. There'll be times when we're promoted into positions and there'll be other times that everything's coming at us. And, um, but God, I think just, he, Jesus just wanted to remind them here more than anything else is that like I share in this with you. You know, I'm not a king that is a long way off, but I'm a king who's establishing new ways amongst you and I'm calling you to to live in a different way. So we're going to just keep exploring, but really press in far more about what does that actually mean, you know, not not just in a sense skim over it, but when he wants to talk to us about money, what's that actually going to mean to my life? So it could get a bit uncomfortable at points, but I hope you guys are up for a little bit of discomfort along the way if it means that we just get more and more shaped into the ways of of King Jesus. Yeah. That's right, Angela. We don't grow if we're not challenged. And um, he he wants to, like Ro was saying, those strands, those beautiful colours, you know, he wants to bring every part of who we are uh, into that that life-giving place and to, to bring his strength and glory. So I'll just leave it there, guys. We won't we won't press in any further. I just really encourage you to, um, if you've not had a chance this morning to say hello to someone you don't know, um, do that. There's so many, well, I won't say so many people in this room, as though some are a gift and some are not. The room is full of gifts, like such precious folks. And um, so say hi, and we just bless you. 